You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I just wanted to say a quick note. So today's episode is from our live event last Thursday with Charity Light and the CEO of Silver Fern Brand. Um, we did record the event. Um, the sound quality isn't quite up to par with our normal recordings, but please, I promise you, if you hang in there, it'll be worth it to listen. So enjoy everyone. Everyone, a little bit about you, how you started. Okay, my my little journey. So I left home to go to university. Um, I guess you say college. Americans say college. Canadians say university. I left home. I moved to Utah, and I fell in love with an American. And I that was the end of that. So I be I I lived in Utah ever since. I got my degree in accounting, and my life kind of went baby, 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 baby for four kids. And that, and that's really, that was part of my path. That was something that I wanted to do. I chose to do that. I was so grateful that I got, got to kind of raise these little babies at home. Um, and I remember when my youngest was nursing and my really good friend, she had a little nursing child and she's like, man, I bought, she's, she's nursing. She's like, I've got this clock milk duct. It won't go away. It won't go away. And they finally, you know, she's like, I'm going to go see the doctor about this. And she went to go see the doctor and they said, you've got, um, breast cancer. She was 29 years old. And then all of a sudden, it was the craziest thing. Like, our neighbor across the street got cancer. Our neighbor two doors down got cancer. My parents' best friend, husband and wife, got cancer. My sister-in-law, mother and father, got breast cancer. Yes, men, you can get breast cancer. And I was young, and I was like, what, like what's going on? So I'm just curious. Who in this room knows somebody that has right now or has had cancer? Like, this is crazy to me. Do you guys think that you would see these exact same hands up 50 years ago? The stats say no. Like, so something was going on. And I remember just sitting there looking at my four little babies, and I was like, I, I wonder if there's something that I can do that could maybe help my family. And I, get, I got the same feeling over and over and over. And it was steady nutrition. And at the time, I was like, well, I thought I was eating really healthy. And, but but I, I learned lots of little things along the way. And the truth of the matter was, if I'm being totally honest with you guys, I just wanted to be skinny. Like that was it. I done like I done the like the 10 day lemonade. Have you guys any, drink, anyone drink lemonade for more than two days here? Anybody? Yes. Okay. You're my people. I was like I, I wanted to do anything to be skinny. And so I started learning and I started learning and, and finally I'm a pretty I'm a pretty spiritual person. Um, and finally I was like like God, I'm struggling with this. And I don't hear a lot of voices in my life, but I really did hear something that said, Charity, when you're ready to focus on being healthy and not just skinny, I have things to teach you. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm ready. And so I really, really delved into the path of nutrition. I became what's called a food for life instructor. My passion really was for disease prevention, even long before I got into the gut health. It was, it was about how to prevent disease, particularly cancer. And so my books were like overflowing all of these cancer books. And I was looking at cancer clinics all around the world. And my husband's like, you're so weird. I was like, I know. And, and people would come to my classes and they'd be like, so what got you started? And this was my answer. And, and I'll pull this around at the very end of class. And I would tell them, I don't know. It's in my soul. Like, I, I don't know. I can't describe it. So I was teaching classes and I was really getting into all that. And I decided to get my master's degree in nutrition science. And three weeks before I was supposed to start my degree, sorry, my husband came to me and he said, I think I need to go to the doctor. And he never went to the doctor, ever. So I was like, what, what's going on, babe? He's like, something's just, 
something's just not right. And I was like, okay. So we had a good friend who's a doctor and, and, and he sent me and he's like, okay, Dan, um, just to be safe, I think you should get a colonoscopy. And, and my husband was 42 and he was like, okay, well, and they couldn't finish the colonoscopy. And he came awake and they said, I'm sorry to tell you, you've got colon cancer. And it had already spread to his lungs and to his liver. So all these things that were in my soul were there for a reason. And the things that are in your soul, you guys, are there for a reason. Like part of this class, like, yes, of course I want to talk about gut health. Of course I do. But more than anything, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about your journey. Like, I want you to know that I see you in ways. I've been in your shoes in ways. And your journey is different. And everybody here gets to be on a different path. And everybody here gets to have a different purpose. But your purpose is going to start with taking care of you. Like, I loved what we heard tonight about self-care. It's about taking care of you. So my journey took a dramatically different path. And um, for three and a half years, like it's been, it's been, it's been brutal. Like beyond something I would ever wish on anybody. My husband was given 18 months to live. Um, it's been three and a half years, knock on wood. And it's a battle every day. And, um, but he's amazing and he's still here and he's still fighting. And if you came into our home, you would hear laughter and love. And he would say, somebody get me a drink of water because I got cancer. Um, like, this is, that, that's just, that's our reality. That's our life right now. Um, and so Silver Fern was a big part of that journey of like really understanding or trying to delve into, you know, this whole idea of, is there anything we can do? Like, are we all just kind of, at, at the whim of the world to just, is there anything that we can do? And for me, the, the, the easiest answer was, let's start somewhere. I don't have all the answers, but let's start somewhere. And that somewhere is right inside. And so that was a really long answer to how I got right here. Well, that's, that's so amazing. And just thank you for sharing and being so open about your journey because obviously it's still happening it's still something you pray through every single day and i know everyone here you know can connect to that in one way or another so thank you yeah i was going to dive into gut health but i feel like just going off of that how do you not get into this negative mindset because you know i hear you talk and i just i see you being positive and optimistic and I think that would be really hard some days. So can you yeah. share with anyone? Yeah, I think one of the most powerful things that I learned, and again, this is just this is just my journey, but there's little things that I think that everybody can relate to. And that's on the days where you're like, life is hard. And and life sucks. And I feel like if you guys looked around, like I almost want to like have everybody hold up their phone and turn on the flashlight and be like, Look around and be like, every light you see is somebody that's had some sort of heart. Like, I don't know what your heart is, but we learned really, really quickly that even though stage four is brutal, we found people that have harder. Like, trust me, there's, there's harder out there. Like, our trial has been one that's been surrounded by love. We have people, I have strangers on my Instagram saying, hey, I'm praying for you guys. And I'm like, like, who are these amazing people? But there's trials that you guys are going to go through that might not be prayed for, right? I have people that I've seen that are going through things that they feel are so shameful, right? Whether it's infidelity or infertility or addiction or mental illness. Like, I had a girlfriend say to me the other day, she says, you will never understand the depth of self-hatred I have and the shame I feel every day, right? Those are hard things. So here's a few things that, that I have learned, and I only share it from, from my realm. I do not have the answers. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm not a therapist, but I've learned one thing, a couple of things that have helped tremendously. The first one is how you feel is up to you. You choose how you feel. No one gets the right or has the power to determine how you feel. Now, emotions are going to come and go, right? The estrogen, men, women, we have emotion, I'm just going to tell you, right? There's going to be things that trigger you, but you don't have to hold on to that. Fear is your worst enemy. Fear is. So when I would wake up in the mornings, and sometimes I'd go in my closet, and I would just fall apart. 
and I would start crying and I was like, okay, like, what are you feeling right now? And I, I think of my kids and I think of the bills and I think of all this stuff and I'm like, how are we going to do it? And then I get super sad. I'm like, okay, you've got seven minutes to cry. Like, and I don't even know why I picked seven minutes. It was more like five wasn't compassionate enough and like 10 was too indulgent. Like, I was like, you get this time, but then you decide how you're going to feel. And so, so on the hard days and, and we're real, we're human, like, we, yes, things, things, things are hard, but we decide how we want to feel. And so, so now, I mean, this is going to sound a little crazy, but I wake up every morning. I have my whole morning routine. I kind of go to the gym. I come home. I juice some celery for my hubby and then get the kids off to school. And I sit down every day and I decide how I want to feel that day. And I use different words, like I'm going to be joyful, I'm going to be energetic, I'm going to be determined, like if you've got stuff going on at work, I'm going to be honest, authentic, whatever it is. But there's so much power when you realize you guys get to choose how you want to feel. So choose happy, choose joyful, find the things in your life that invigorate you and choose those things every single day. I mean, do you guys see why we love cherries? <laughs> It's just, it's overwhelming, just the positivity that you're bringing. Um, so I'd love to get into your day job. So aside from being a mom, you are a female CEO, just kicking butt every day. Um, so what's your day like? Why did you choose to become a gut health expert and a CEO? You know, it was just one of those things where, where the more I learned about things, the more I was like, hey, this, like, there's some things people need to know, and what's the best way? And I'm not, I'm not an annoying person. I'm like, if I see a movie, every person, did you see that movie? Did you see that movie? Like, like that's just, that's just how I am. So all of a sudden, it went to gut health. I'm like, do you know it's killing your gut? Do you know it's killing your gut? Like, and my kids were like, oh my gosh, mom, leave the poor person. He's the UPS person. Leave him alone. So little by little, I was like, okay, people need to know. So, so maybe we should share. I go into a few of those things. Okay, so. The correlation between what's going on in your gut and what's going on in your brain cannot be understated. And the things that we know now, we didn't know 10 years ago. Like 90% of the research that's been done on the microbiome has happened in the last 10 years. So I'm gonna give you like a tiny little brief history, okay? So let's go back early 2000. There's something called the Human Genome Project. That's like, hey, let's study genes. Let's figure out everything we need to know about what's gonna make you you and make you you. So they did this gene testing. And it was amazing. And they found out, hey, here's something interesting. Humans have less genes than a rice plant and an earthworm. You're like, but wait, we're so much more complex and emotional, right? Like, how, this doesn't make sense. So they go, okay, well, disease doesn't actually come nearly as much from genetics as we used to think that it does. So what's going on? Like, what's going on here? That gave birth to something called the Human Microbiome Project. Has anyone heard of the Human Microbiome Project? Few people are like, that's nerdy stuff. Let's talk other things. So that was the, the at, at the end of that, they go, okay, here's what we now know. It's not genes that have as much of a role in these types of things as we thought. We are learning that bacteria, things that we didn't know before. You have 10 times more bacterial cells in you than you do human cells. So then they go, well, what okay, well, what does that mean? And they go, well, let's start, let's start researching. What does that mean? And they go, okay, well. Um, your skin, oh, that's interesting. Your skin is modulated by things that are going on in your gut. Okay, that's cool. Um, your immune system, right? 80, 80 to 90% of your immune system happens in your gut. Okay, well, that's interesting. And then you go, oh, your brain communicates to your gut. Oh, wait, your gut can like, your gut actually communicates to your brain. For so long, we thought the direction was this way. We now know 90% of that, that communication goes this way. So doctors that were dealing with people that had mood disorders, anxiety, depression, which how many of you guys know somebody that has any of those issues? Raise your hand. Like to me, that's a big, big deal. Last week I had four people tell me about suicides of somebody that they loved. Four people in one week. And I'm like, what is going on here? There's a, there's a tremendous connection. So then you're like, okay, we're talking all these different elements, your energy, your metabolism, like there's so many different things. Alzheimer's now is, is has been linked heavily to the gut, cancer, all these things. So you go, okay, well, how can we better take care of our gut? We're like, well, first of all, what's 
first of all, what's the gut? Let's just, just for reference sake, where the food goes in all the way to where the food goes out. Okay, that's kind of your gut, and it's got different microbes all the way through, different pH balances all the way through. So it's kind of important to recognize that that's a full system. Um, so then we go, okay, well, what really is killing the gut? What are some of the things? And we don't have all the answers, and I don't ever want to sit up here and be like, well, we have all the answers. Buy my product. It's a magic pill. It's not. We don't have all the answers. We have some answers. So one of those answers is antibiotics. Yeah, we know that, Charity, but I don't take antibiotics. I haven't taken antibiotics my whole life. You're like, okay, that's, that's great that you haven't taken antibiotics, but do you know that antibiotics are in our food supply? Like, they, they are, have infiltrated our food supply, unfortunately. Like, if that's just, that's kind of the truth of it. Um, do you know that just most store-bought chicken, you can um, kill E. coli with one-inch piece of store-bought chicken? One-inch piece. You're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Just from, from the minimal amount of, of, of antibiotics that are in there. So that's an issue. We now know antibiotics are killing our guts, our gut. We also know that people that live in a heavily populated area because of pollution, that's us. That's us. <laughs> I know. And like, I don't want to ever say, like, I don't want to be like doom and gloom because you can't get away from that, right? That's just, let's just, let's just address, okay, here's, here's some of the things. So we know that they have a compromised immune system slash gut already. Um, Water, unfortunately, the water that we're drinking is creating some imbalances. The chlorine and the different things in our water are killing our gut. So is prolonged birth control. So is excessive alcohol use. And so is, here's the worst one, you can plug your ears if you want to, sugar. Like sugar and processed foods, those are the things that are going in there and they're killing those little soldiers that are fighting for you. Um, so once I started learning those, I'm like, okay, we need, how can we, how can we fix this? What are some things that we can help? Um, I'm doing all the talking. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Um, so then you're like, okay, so, and you guys have asked me before, what, what does gut health 101 look like? Like, where do people start? And that's a question we get a lot. So the first place I say to start is, do you have a gut issue? Because some people come up to me and like, well, now all this gut issue is like, do you have a do you have a gut issue? And there's no real way for me to say, yes, you do, no, you don't. Like that's that's that doesn't exist. Here's the easiest way that I can use. And I would say, okay, well, how's your energy level throughout the day? Do you have energy all day long? How do you sleep? Do you sleep really well? How's your skin? Your skin doing pretty good? And then you start getting into the other things like do you have anxiety regularly? Do you, is depression a, a big part of the thing? There could be a correlation there. And then of course you really start getting down into like, how's digestion? Does food hurt you? And, and like I was talking to somebody and she's like, of course, eating hurts me. I'm like, food should not hurt you. Like it, you should not have gas and bloating and pain from food in general. Now there, we have Franken foods out there, which are like, you're like, well, that's not really food. <laughs> Right? So, um, so then you're like, okay, well, what can you do? What are some things that people can do? Right? Like you don't want to feel so overwhelmed. And, and the good news is we now know there's actual things that you guys can do to improve your gut health. And the first one that you'll, if you know me, you'll be like, oh my gosh, we know fiber, 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 fiber. And as a nutritionist, one of the things that I get nervous about are all the food fads that are out here. Like, can I get an amen from anybody out there, right? Like, there's so many different food fads. And what's happening is it's creating a culture of tremendous confusion, right? So we live in a day and age of, the, it's the information era. You guys can get information, like, and how, how soon could you get information right now on any topic? Seconds, right? So when, when I ask people, like, You've got more information than you've ever had before. Do you have more education than ever before or just information? And if you just have information and it's so confusing, it creates this, it creates this thing where you're like, I don't even know what to think. I'm just going to go back to my old habits. And unfortunately, our, our habits in general have changed over the centuries. So curious, who here has a garden that they play in with, the, with their hands in the dirt? Okay, okay, a few people. I don't play in the dirt. I don't play in the dirt. I don't pull a carrot out and wipe it off and eat it because that's how our ancestors got bacteria. They pull an apple right off the tree. You want probiotics? Pull it right off the tree in your backyard that hasn't been sprayed and eat it. There's living bacteria on those apples. So we're not getting out of nature nearly as much. I have to like tell myself, get out in nature. 
Uh, my husband, he, he loves to work in the yard. I'm like, oh, I'll do the dishes. How about that? Like, that's my thing. Um, and then we also, we've, we've, we've created a tremendous barrier between ourselves and this ecosystem around us that was designed to help us. Um, and that barrier can be anything from the four walls where we work, but even little things have become antimicrobial soaps, antimicrobial everything. We're super, super afraid of bacteria, although we now know 98% of bacteria is actually beneficial. Like we, we want to build up this ecosystem around us. And so it's all these little things that we haven't done. And so that's why I tell people, like, you've, you've got to kind of be proactive. So fiber is one of them. Um, another one I would say, and this is what we know for sure, the, the people that have the most um, diverse microbiome are typically the healthiest. And you guys can send in your poop and you can get it tested, but unfortunately most of the time you get the test back and you're like, I have no idea, I have a lot of formicides. And you're like, oh, you got a lot of formicides. Like, you don't know what to do with that. So all I would say is you want to increase the biodiversity that's all those little bugs inside of you. You're like, okay, Charity, great. How do I do that? Here's how you do that. One is with fiber because you're going you're gonna to feed it. And the other one is variety. Just, just a plant food variety. All the stuff your grandma wanted you to eat, the fruits, the vegetables, the nuts, the seeds, all those grains, um, those are the types of things that are going to give you a, a, a diverse microbiome. And it doesn't take very long. I mean, that's a really cool thing. So all that plant food, we now know helps. So when someone comes to me and says, Charity, what do you think of this diet, this diet, this diet, paleo, keto, Whole30, Weight Watchers, whatever, my answer is always the same. And it's please, please, please make sure you're getting enough fiber. I don't care what you're doing. And please make sure you're getting diversity. So those are the thing, a few things, and then of course, probiotics. Yes, that was my next question. Okay. So, <laughs> so I feel like probiotics are so overwhelming. Yeah. I love the silver fern one, personally. Um, but, like, back in the day, when probiotics were starting to be a thing, and people were starting to talk more about them, I had no clue what to look for. Yeah. So like I went to Whole Foods and I was like, this one's kind of expensive, I'll buy this one. Yeah. <laughs> I was the opposite. I was Walmart. This is five dollars. <laughs> so what do we need to look for? What do we need to be aware of? Like what is the scoop on probiotics? Okay. So really good question. I don't want to go too sciencey where you guys are like snoozer or like so there's a few things. The first, the most important thing is to understand where your body uses that bacteria. And it's your large intestine. So most probiotics on the market, and I don't say this lightly, and I'm not just throwing it out there, but most probiotics on the market do not make it to the large intestine. So I used to buy refrigerated probiotics because I was like, well, living is better, right? Isn't living better? I don't know. I mean, they're expensive. But here's what we know. If it's refrigerated, it cannot withstand room temperature. Like, it has to be refrigerated. So as soon as it hits the mouth, the stomach acids, it's got to go through your bile salts, it's got to go through your pancreatic enzymes. It's a long journey to go to get to where it needs to be, which is your large intestine. So anyone here heard of SIBO? Okay, a handful of people. That's small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. We don't want it in your small intestine, we want it in your large intestine. And that's a direct result of some of the probiotics that people are taking that doesn't make it all the way where it needs to go. Did you really? And you fought it off hard? I did. I just had to do another course of refaxing though. So this is this oh, is hitting home. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many people, right? And luckily, luckily SIBO and Crohn's and IBS, those things we're now talking about it more, but like ten years ago, people would come up, they'd whisper, Charity, I got I got some issues, right? But now people are like, hey, I got I got poop issues. <laughs> Shout out to my sister who talks about poop all the time. Um, but so we're, we're becoming more and more open, and I was shocked. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I have had no gut issues, but I'm shocked at how many people do. Like, I, I'm blown away by how many people come forth and they're like, okay, I've got issues. So the first thing you want to do with a probiotic is make sure that it can survive. Like, the, the, hopefully the company's done some sort of survivability testing. The second thing you want to do is you want to make sure that it's been DNA verified, and that simply means, unfortunately, like, I have a supplement company, and guess what the, the, the like, 
the, the rap on supplement companies is like two thumbs down because they just want to get your buck and what's on the label isn't necessarily what's on the label. There was a whole thing that came out where they went in and all these labels wasn't what well, wasn't really what's in it. So DNA verified simply means that it has been third party tested so that you, you can rest assured that that's what's on there. But I do recommend a spore based probiotics. So go find one. There's your regular ones and then your spore based. Spore just means there's a protective layer around it naturally. It's found like the, the, the oldest spores were found in a fossilized honeybee that was 250 million years old, and they were still able to reactivate the spore. So the spores, wait till they're in the right environment, which is your large intestine, and all of ours are endospore probiotics. Um, now, people will ask me a lot of time about yogurt, like, and I'm like, oh, like, yogurt's digested in your stomach. The bacteria that ferments yogurt is fermented in the yogurt, and when you eat it, it gets digested. Now, that said, I love fermented foods. I'm a big fan of sauerkraut, and like I had water keeper that I was fermenting in my own house. Like I love fermented foods because they're a great source of nutrients, and they'll help your body break down and digest food, but they actually won't colonize the gut, and, and they'll go in. So the spore-based probiotics can actually go in kind of like like a garden, they can figure out, okay, th those pathogens need to be ripped out. Candida is another thing. So anyone that's really suffered from candida. So <laughs> candida is a natural yeast in our body. If someone says, like, let's say you go to a natural practitioner and they're like, you've got candida. You're like, yeah, every, everybody does. Like, don't worry about that. It's when you have an overgrowth of candida that you really, and, you know, yeast infections would be a sign of that. Like tremendous sugar cravings might be a sign of that because that candida really does want that processed sugar. So one thing that a really good probiotic will do is kind of um, get, it will reseed. So let me, let me rephrase that. I once did a great candida cleanse. There's a guy named Dr. McComb online. He's got a great program. It was a bit spendy, but I did a full candida cleanse. I felt amazing. Well, candida is really, really opportunistic, right? So if you don't reseed on, you've got a mucosal lining, there's mucosal lining um, in your gut, if you don't reseed that with good, healthy bacteria, candida will just keep coming back. And the spores can go in there and kind of reseed. So, enough science. Was that okay, you guys? Did I guess that's okay. okay. Yeah, reseeding sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking about my gut right now. <laughs> uh, so, 101 probiotics, so great, gut health. But let's talk about the mind gut connection. So, you yeah. mentioned that at the beginning. And I think it's so important. I think most of us in this room work really fast-paced jobs. We're in the city all the time. We're kind of go, go, go. And a lot of times there's stress surrounding us. Um, and like you said before, it's a, it's related to the gut. It comes up. So let's talk about that. How? What are some things we can do to, you know, kind of minimize that stress? Yeah. Starting from our okay. Our mind. Really, really, really good question. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go sciencey just for a second. Okay. You've got, everyone thinks of their gut as like this seamless hose, but really it's these cells that are held together and they're held tight together by something called tight junctions, okay? And what happens is we, and then there's this lining that's, imagine a big fluffy carpet that's designed to kind of be there. The more stress that you have in your life, we now know it starts to open up those tight junctions. This is just kind of the basic way. And that, those tight junction openings allows food particles and other things to get into your bloodstream where they shouldn't be and other things to around your body. That's leaky gut. That's, that's leaky gut. Now that can be caused by different things, but we know that stress is absolutely one of those things. So there's something called LPS, lipopolysaccharides. They're natural in your gut. They're supposed to stay in your gut. But when your tight junctions open up, LPS can get into your bloodstream and start wreaking havoc in your body. Well, we now know that LPS can go past the blood-brain barrier, and that's where it starts to affect your mind. That's where the Alzheimer's connection is in there. That's where some of the brain functions are in there. But that aside, there's also neurotransmitters that are actually produced in your gut. So who here has heard of serotonin, right? That happy hormone? Guess where most of that's made? Right down there. So we want to keep the tight junctions tight. We want to keep that line nice and thick and we want to keep stress away. So as easy as that is to say, it does take a diligent mindset. It, it really does. There's no, there's no quick fix. I can't sell, I can't sell you anything that says stress reliever. Like 
there's, there's an element where your ability to cope with the things in your life um, is a direct reflection, in a sense, of how much stress you're under. And, and back to the whole suicide thing, what they have learned is that people have almost like this scale where it's like, here's the, the stress factors in their life, and here's their abilities to cope with those things. So you're like, well, what, what are coping myths? Like, what are they? And I can't answer that for you guys individually, but I can give you a few things that might work. Yoga, where are our yoga instructors? Like, yay! Like, yoga is one thing that you guys can do. Meditation, I know this sounds so trite. You're like, oh, you want me to sit calmly for 10 minutes? I do, I do. I want you to just breathe calmly, like, Breathe in, breathe out, really, really try to relax the body. They've done studies on this. Like, it's it's legit stuff. For some people, music. Are you guys music girls? I mean, we, we did last night when we were doing music. <laughs> yeah, I'm that. not much of, like, that. For, so for me, I'm like, I'm not, that's not my thing. Other people journaling, just, just taking the time of journaling. The other thing, too, I highly recommend is, is shutting out, um, noise in your life so I know music you're like you just said music that would be calming music but so like I may go 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 like from I get up at five I go all day long I'm listening to stuff I've got podcasts I've got meetings I'm on the phone but um now I'm trying at least rather than driving home my commute home rather than just putting on a podcast putting on the radio putting on this um I really try to just just, just shut down for a little while all of that interaction that's coming in um, and then truthfully, like for me, like I've learned something very hard about how you deal with stress and I call it resilience. Like how did these people that have all these things that are hard in their life, how do you build resilience? And, and what does that even mean? And for me, it's the confidence that you guys can get through anything. So if you guys were to think, of the absolute worst thing you could think of, your biggest fear. How um, able, what's your capacity to get through that? For me, my biggest fear was losing my husband. Like that was it. Before I met him, before I married, my biggest fear was losing my husband. And so you go, well, how do you get through that? Like. What are, what are the things that you can do? And I don't know, like one, one tiny little thing that I recommend to people, no matter how stressed you are, is I call it the what if game. What if, what if, what if. But you have to play that game all the way through to the end. You know, people go, I don't know, like I hate traveling, why? I don't know, because what if the plane went down? Like you will play that all the way through. Or I, I hate this, or this stresses me out because like work stresses me out. There's there's so much going on because like what if I lost my job? Okay, well, what if you lost your job? Like play that all the way through. And that was a scenario with, with our family where I was like, I didn't want to go there. Like I, I just wanted to avoid it. it. At all costs, I would never let my brain go there. And little by little you go, I've got to look at fear. You guys, fear is the worst thing. Any, any fear that you guys have in your life is the enemy of your life. You've got, I had to look fear in the eyes and I had to say, you will not steal my joy or my husband. Like, and so it's a tremendous amount of mental fortitude, but it will build you guys, like, like play that all the way through. Find the things that are stopping you. Um, I'm gonna go off topic for one second, only because I feel like I wanna share one thing with you guys. Um, so I, I, my book, I wrote a book, it is with the editor right now, but there's one, there's, it's seven skills in the book, but one of them, I want to share one of them with you guys tonight. And one of them is to know the real enemy. An enemy is an acronym. And this enemy will show up every day of your life. The enemy is always there. You guys are designed to be amazing. Your future is magnificent. You get to choose who you want to be. You get to choose how you want to contribute to this world. You get to decide anything that you want that is possible. I will give you one hint. The more in line what you want for your life, the more in line that is with helping other people, the more clear your path will be in your life. And the more the universe will open up that path and help you along your way. 
But here's the enemy, and here's the acronym, and it stands for every narrative that excuses mastering yourself. Every narrative. We all have them. We all have different paths. We all have different wounds. There's always going to be a narrative. But you guys are in charge of you. You need to master yourself. And part of mastering yourself is dealing with the crap of this life. Part of mastering yourself is going, yeah, I feel stressed. Recognize it. Breathe through it. And then conquer it. Every single day, you're going to have narratives that will come. And whether that, I mean, I could give you a multitude of examples of what those narratives have been in my life. Like, you're fat. No one will listen to you. Don't you dare go get your master's degree because you said you were a mother. You said your kids meant more to you than anything else. You said your family was important to you. You are the biggest hypocrite. No one's going to listen to you. You don't know how to. You don't know how to be a CEO. You don't know how to start this stuff. You have no idea what manufacturing is. All these narratives and they breed fear in your life. And fear creates inaction. And none of you guys came here to be inactive. So choose who you want to be. Choose your life. Fight those narratives and tune into tune into the music that's going inside of you and tune into the things that invigorate you because it's going to be different for every single one of you. And if you want to know how you can contribute the very best to this world, contribute the things that make your heart sing. Just be good at that and share it with the world. I know. themselves. 
None of us. But how many of you guys introduced yourselves? How many walked in and hi tonight? No, because that's that makes us uncomfortable. That's connection. That's a way of like cheering each other on. You can like, you can comment, like you can do those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, people don't want likes. They don't need comments. They need understanding and they need connection. So find ways. It doesn't need to be big. It can be your neighbor next door. It can be like you can make the smallest impact by reaching out in, in the most minimalistic ways. You just have to do it. So many of us have those good thoughts like, oh, I should do blank, but we just don't. So like follow through on all of those should thoughts and reach out to people and connect and let people feel seen and help them feel understood. Amazing. Amen to that. <laughs> um, so we have a few minutes for questions. We'd love to open it up if anyone has any questions. So raise your hand. I'll bring So I was wondering um, if you cook or steam or whatever heat to temperature vegetables or fruits, does that kill the beneficial bacteria? Do you have to eat raw? Okay. So that's a really, really good question. We're going to talk just a tiny bit about enzymes. It's usually enzymes in the food that people are worried about killing. Um, so there was a time in my life where I read everything about nutrition, like everything, full raw, full vegan, full this, full that. Like I was like super, super into all that. And then I realized the number one most important health tip I'm going to give any one of you in this room is sustainability. What does that mean for your life? Can you do it forever? And I was like, can I do raw forever? Can I worry about this? Can I do this? Can I, I can't have a microwave because it does this. I did, 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 did all this stuff. And like, what can I do forever? And I can do the mainstream things forever. Like I can eat fruits and vegetables every day without worrying about, okay, was it, did I wash this? Was it sprayed? Where was this grown? Is there glyphosate in the soil? Da, da, da. So, so the short answer is fruits and vegetables actually offer benefits mostly I'll, I'll talk let's talk about vegetables you actually get different nutrients from raw vegetables and cooked vegetables the exact same one so broccoli when you heat broccoli and break down the fibrous walls yeah you might lose some of the things that you had when it was raw but you will actually have access to some of the things that you wouldn't have when they were cooked now that said, as we get older, we do lose some of the enzymes that help break down food. So for some people, like at Silverfern, we have a really, really good digestive enzyme. For people that go, listen, I just know a raw broccoli salad or a kale salad, like my body's like, uh-uh. So like, okay, you might need to build up some of those enzymes or you just might need a little bit of help. So, so you take some vegetables that, or you take some enzymes to help break down those foods. The end of the day, the message I have to people is this, please eat fruits and vegetables, if they work for your body. That's another thing. Anything that I say to you guys that doesn't resonate, do not listen to me. We have, we have taken way too much of our own intuition and we put them in other people's hands, whether that's an Instagram post, whether that's a doctor, whether that's Dr. Oz. I mean, I don't know what it is, but if something intuitively says to you, well, Charity, Charity eats soy and like Charity has tofu, but like for me, I just, that doesn't work for me. Listen to you, please. For the love, listen to you. And I used to say to God, I'm like, God, if you tell me the answer, the answer to health and weight loss, I will share it with the world. I promise I'll share it with the world. <laughs> yeah, guess what the answer was? Unfortunately, there's no one size fits all. There's no one answer. I personally feel like people need to go to God to figure out their own answer or go to their higher power or to their what, whatever it is but that your journey needs to be your own because in your own journey, for me, I found more and more clarity in my purpose. So if you guys are struggling with any health issues, may I suggest that part of you figuring out your own health issues will help open the door to some of the things that you're meant to do and some of the people that you're meant to help by the lessons that you learn. Any other questions? Okay, I'm ready. Let's talk poop. <laughs> okay. So let's talk fiber, top three ways. Like, how many times are we supposed to be going to the bathroom? Okay, very good question. <laughs> so let's talk poop. Let's let's talk poop. Poop we want to be more um, like okay, like how should I say more sausage, less pencil? <laughs> does that does that work? Sausage, pencil, okay, so you got the visual there. Um, you want to be pooping once a day, 
But I will, I am going to say this. If your whole life, your regular is, I don't know, once every other day, that's your regular, then you want to make sure you're staying regular. Like, I can poop on demand. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's one of my talents. Um, <laughs> yeah, edit that out, please. So, you just, you, it should not be, it should not, you should not strain. Like, that's, that's kind of something that's there. Um, it should be, yeah, so hopefully that helps. Color, dark, less than light. Um, and then as far as fiber goes, really, truly, women, minimum of 25 grams of fiber. Minimum. Like, the countries that have very little disease are eating 100 to 150 grams of fiber per day. Now, that might not always be easy, so if you need to supplement, like, again, Silver Fern, we've got the best fiber supplement. A tablespoon is 10 grams of fiber. So people are like, I can't get that in. I'm like, okay, 10 grams of fiber right here. Have a couple strawberries. There's eight grams of fiber. There's seven grams of fiber in an avocado. There's seven grams of fiber in a potato. There's fiber in your grains. Um, so there's little things that you guys can do. All those leafy greens will have fiber. Beans, I love beans. Um, so just what I would recommend, honestly, is for seven days. Well, maybe not in that long because that's tedious. Let's do three days. For three days, don't track anything except your fiber. Just track it. Just, just see, because 97% of Americans are not eating enough fiber. And sadly to say, because this is so dear to my heart, colon cancer, your risk of colon cancer uh, drops dramatically, dramatically when you just hit the minimums of fiber. So colon cancer, you guys, it is, it is seeping this nation. And part of me feels like it is hand in hand with our diet and the things that we, we're not getting enough fiber. So if that's the one thing you do, like, just get enough fiber. I don't care what diet you're on. Okay, well, I think we have time for one more. I'll come to you. All right. <laughs> 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 a little bit more your book that's coming out, and so we can expect it at Yes, you're sweet. So my book actually is nothing to do with nutrition. Um, I'm a terrible writer, so it took me a long time. But the book was generated because one day I looked at my husband, and I was like, we are so happy. Like, we're so happy in spite of the worst thing that could have possibly happened to us. And then I started reading other books, and I looked at really, really successful people, and I found amazing people around me that were happy. And I was like, what is it? Like, what are, what are some of the things that I've learned? And very quickly, like, again, I'm a pretty spiritual person. I felt like God was, like, pinpointed immediately in my mind seven things, seven skills that anybody can learn that can empower their life so that they can go out and live their best life. And that some of these skills are being lost. One of them is building resilience. One of those skills is the power of connection. One of those skills is the art of creation. And maybe I'll finish on that one. And you're like, I'm not creative. Like, you guys, I'm so left brain. My right brain is like, I'm still here. Like, <laughs> like not creative at all. And so through this process, um, I learned that there's things that we can do. And, and the last skill was this skill. It's the idea of creation. That you guys get to create whatever life you want. There's no rules. I was so afraid of making the wrong mistake or not finding my path. I waited for God to reveal it to me. Like that's how I was. I was like, okay, well, when he says jump, I'll jump. But until then, I'm just gonna stay right here, safe and comfortable. And so little by little by little, I learned that the joy and the happiness that comes from your life lies with, within you guys. And the life that you guys want, you have to go out and get. You have to create it. No one's gonna send it to you. If you're the type of person that's like, gosh, I wish somebody would send me a card, get a stamp and mail yourself a card. <laughs> like, and then I'm gonna be like, oh my gosh, I'm so nice. Like, do the things. Create the life that you want to create. I, where I am at right now, never. I mean, you guys, if you knew, like, I was hand deep in, in diapers and, and spoon feeding and nursing. Like, I never thought that I would be sitting up here right now talking to you guys. And the other thing I would say is pay attention to the music that's inside of you. And I'm not a music person, but I'll, I'll share a few of the things that were in me that you can't listen to anybody else. You just can't. One of those things in me was always, 
get an education in case something happens to your husband. I was like 14. Like, what? <laughs> like, but that was in me. The other thing was, when you get married, have babies right away and have them close. And my youngest was 14. And his dad was his best friend. And had I not listened to that music inside of me, which might not have been right for everybody, right? But pay attention to what's inside of you and find a way, whatever that is, to contribute to this world with love and service and kindness. And your path as you create it will bring more joy and more happiness, not only into your life, but to the life of all of the people around you. so much charity this has just been i mean right <laughs> um, we are from the bottom of our hearts we are so grateful last night we were stuffing the goodie bags at 9 p.m and just just talking about the last eight months nine months i don't know how long it's been um and just thinking about where we were a year ago and a year ago we had just only had the podcast name we're like this is cool this is gonna be fun We'll talk to each other for 45 minutes and see what happens. Um, and we are just so touched and so many things have resonated that Charity has talked about tonight. Um, and we love you guys so much. You're so beautiful. I mean, just looking at all of you right now is just, oh, it kills me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you to our wonderful husbands who have been running around all night. Um, they're the best. Say hi to them. Give them a hug. Whatever you want to do. They're like, really quick, Charity. Do you want to give a shout out where you can find you on Instagram? Yes. Um, okay, you can find me on Instagram, A Vibrant Life, um, A Vibrant Life, and then of course, Silver Fern Brand. I'm here with Kelly. She's amazing. She has everything behind the scenes. So, SilverFernBrand.com or on Instagram. If you want to buy the products, you can buy them on the website. Perfect. Thank you. And as always, you can find us at Detox and Chill Podcast on Instagram.com. You guys know everything. Um, come say hi to us before you leave. We'll get a picture together, whatever you want. Um, please let us know who you are. We'd love to meet all of you. And goodie bags are in the corner here. So please, please, please grab one before you go. Our sponsors give us so many amazing things and we love you guys to have them. So grab that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.